Episode 53 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about Adam's Apple Games, AEG, and Amigo previews for Gen Con 2022. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam, Aaron, and I talk about games from these publishers that will be for sale at Gen Con this year. Please know that Adam of this podcast is in no way associated with Adam's Apple Games. The way the intro goes, it's a little confusing. If you have not seen this list before, there's a page on BoardGameGeek where publishers have submitted the games they're bringing to Gen Con. This is an amazing free tool if you are going to Gen Con, but even if you aren't, it's still a good preview of newly released and upcoming games. We are only discussing the games that will be available for sale, and you'll find the link we're using in the episode description, as well as links to all the games that we mentioned. We'll be working through this list over a series of episodes organized alphabetically by publisher. And one more note, Aaron had to leave in the middle of this recording, so he'll just disappear at some point and and never be heard from again, but in future episodes, but not in this episode. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself, Adam and Aaron, talking about Amigo, AEG, and Adam's Apple Games previews. There's just one game from Adam's Apple Games, and it seems appropriate that Adam should lead the talk on this one. So the name of the game is Planet Unknown. Mm -hmm. Now, what I think is actually unknown is who is spending $80 on an unknown game. Yeah. And maybe that's not fair. Maybe I'm in the wrong. But that is a bold move to show up, I think, with one game, $80. Yeah. You're going to develop and colonize your planet with oddly shaped tiles. That's not even like a promo, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I guess it's a unique feature. Oddly shaped? Why can't you say fun shaped? We're used to these very regular shaped tiles, and now we're going to get some odd ones. Though I will say, now that I, I'm looking at the pictures. Those are just squares, right? Well, I think they're polyomino tiles, and that might the oddness might be them saying that they're not uniform. So they actually aren't that odd, but they are not uniform. And I have seen this game played, I think, on some stream. There's this center rotating tray that stores the pieces, but it's also, I think, kind of something about the function of the game, like how that rotates, maybe like our Heil that we used to have. Looking at it, I mean, this tray, that that's a good amount of money right there. The rest of it does seem to be a lot of dual-layered cardboard. It looks playable. Definitely looks playable. Develop and colonize your planet. Yo, yeah, served on oddly shaped tiles served on a rotating tray. So I think it's something about like that rotating tray is I, you know, I can kind of see the options that I'm going to have or I can push these options away. I think it might be that sort of thing. So that plays into your strategy of what will you'll be able to what you'll be able to play. So network and route building, open drafting, city building, and then like a category of industry or manufacturing. The ships on the front make me think of the ships from Serenity. So they might get some weird crossover play there. It doesn't look like a bad choice if you're into planet colonizing games. Like it looks exactly like all those games, but I think that's intentional. Yeah, so it seems generic in a way that's probably hitting all the marks if that's what you're into. I'm, I'm a little 50-50 on that. I think I'd have to see more about it before I would be interested. So moving on to AEG, Alderac Entertainment Group. Pretty popular, uh, pretty popular publisher. I know we got quite a few things from them last year at Gen Con. The first on the list for this year, Dog Lover. It looks very much like Cat Lady, and I think that it's not horribly dissimilar. Um, You rescue beloved dogs, train them new tricks, 
and cherish their unique traits. And who doesn't want to do that? Can I can I be pedantic for just a moment? I can't. Should oh. you? Well, I mean, I think the beloved dogs don't probably need rescuing. It's the non-beloved dogs that need rescue. What if their owners were in a terrible accident, Aaron? How do you feel now? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was refused permission to be pedantic. I should have listened to the lack of permission. I will say this about the game. Of course I'm going to like a game mm -hmm. called Dog Lover. Mm -hmm. I am, though, furious that they're only going to charge me $24.99. You charge me $50, and you give the other $25 to beloved dogs that need rescuing every single time. Okay. That's not enough money. Even if it was $30 and they said they're going to give $5 to dogs, that's... You know, people are probably still buying it. Even if it was that. $1,000 okay. and they gave $970. Well, I mean, maybe they'll sell it to you and maybe in some sense that's just as well. Uh, but right. I don't I don't know. That might be a touch high. So open drafting, set collection, animals, card game. What's not to love? Nothing is. Yeah. Buy it now. <laughs> Next one is the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Now this one... AEG must have sent out a lot of preview copies because I have seen a lot of different people play this game and they all love it. So I think it's uh, out maybe now, kind of. It says um, June, July 2022. Yeah, so you might just be able to find it somewhere. And it seems that if not, you can definitely find it at Gen Con. It, uh, it's you start a single city, then explore a new land for treasure and more. There's a hexagon grid, there's hidden victory points, there's adventure, there's exploration. It looks like uh, there was a Voyages print and play game that was on Kickstarter not that long ago. It kind of looks like that, and it, it as I watch people do it, it doesn't seem completely dislike that, but it's like you would put out little cubes for where you were going and doing things, but I think they all come off and then you put out new ones, so it's not like you're building on it over and over. This is a very scattered summary because I've watched it, but it was very passive. Um, but everyone seemed to everyone seemed to enjoy it. 45 minutes seems like a short time for an exploration game as well, which is not a bad thing. I'm yeah. just noticing that playtime. I think that's kind of a good thing. I agree. The same guy that made this also did Chocolate Factory, Pioneer Days, which I know is one that we've played before, Elysium, mm -hmm. Monumental, some of those adventure games, which I think are kind of like, a, I don't know if they're Escape Room, but the adventure game series, he's got a few of those. And that is Matthew Dunstan that I'm talking about there. There's another designer, Brett J. Gilbert, Mandala, oh, um, Great Plains. So he's done some two-player games. And then he also worked on Elysium and Chocolate Factory, so it seems like they're a bit of a designing duo. You know, it's definitely not their first game. We definitely have some experience. Start with a single city, then explore a new land for treasure and more. I'm open to it, for sure. Yeah. And the, what is that, $50 price point? That seems pretty standard on that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it comes with, like, a few different maps as well. Like, it's not like you all have the same map all the time. I think there's different maps inside there, so... And now, next is Ready, Set, Bet. This is from John D. Clare. He did Dead Reckoning, Mystic Veil, Cubitos, all kinds of stuff. And I've also heard people say they really like this. Now, we already have a favorite horse racing gambling game, and that is Long Shot the Dice Game. And this looks not terribly dissimilar. Head, head to the races for a day of cheering, jeering, and betting. Cheering and cheering. Okay, yeah. well, that's good to know going into it. There's uh, betting and bluffing, dice rolling, 
animals, the horses, I imagine. And it says it's a party game, two to nine players. And which is also kind of similar to Longshot. I think it's maybe two to six or so. Or no, it's one to six, maybe. This one does not, I'm not seeing a price for this one. $31.99, which is very reasonable. Oh, that's pretty good. I also don't, now I will say about this game that I'm seeing from the photos here, there doesn't seem to be a track mechanic. It's just a betting board, basically. Now, so that's kind of a little bit different on that, where you don't actually see is there, the horses I, going around. I think there is a much smaller place where the horses actually are. Oh, okay. Because when you look at the board, it's mostly a green betting board of one times, two times, various betting locations. So I... Oh, you know what? I think I see the small board in a couple images over now. I do see them now. Yeah, okay. but it's it, there. it is a lot smaller, like a fifth or less, maybe an eighth the size of what looks to be the betting board, which is just a grid with really big numbers on it. Yeah. So yeah, just looking at it, I can't say that I... Uh, it's not intuitive. I don't intuitively know. Maybe I haven't done enough gambling. I don't know really what's happening here. But it's another one that... People have played it, like they've had review copies out. It says the release date's August, but it seems to maybe already be out or at least available for pre-orders in some places. Yeah, ready, set, bet. And John DeClaire is pretty well known and liked. Um, his games tend to be pretty popular. So that that looks like a pretty good one. I don't love the name. Ready, set, oh, bet. Okay, I thought we were going to do something bigger than bet, but like bet is also an option, right? And it's fun that set and bet rhyme. Red, Please. set, bet. Now that I would like. Red, set, bet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That old wallpaper is also a game that is up next from AEG. You use cards to paper a wall with matching patterns. It has a very 70s kind of look, a little bit Brady Bunch, a little that 70s show. It's pattern building card game, two to five players and a short play time, just 15 to 30 minutes. What's the price on that one, Kelly? Do you see that somewhere? I don't see a price for this one. And, you know, I think the information that we see here is just provided by the publishers. So I think it's kind of up to them how much information they give or don't give. And again, sometimes there's like bundle deals or other things going on at Gen Con. Maybe that's why they don't want to put a price on it. But this is still listed under game that would be available to buy. I can't imagine that short of a playtime for a card game, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of other resources in it. Uh, I can't imagine it's going to be very much. It looks like you can pre-order it for $20 from Miniature Market. A lot of times they're under MSRP, so maybe it's like 25 MSRP. The BGG description, I'm going to read one sentence of it. A wild pattern is also available, which seems kind of weird, but so be it. That's part of the description. <laughs> I don't really know who writes these. I don't know who, who fills out the descriptions. I don't either. But there's a little bit of commentary there. So if that's appealing to you, so be it. Yeah, yeah. That old wallpaper. And the last one that we have from AEG is Wormholes. Here we go. This one, I think, has also been getting out to people already. Some of like the uh, reviewers. Because the cover looks a little familiar to me. Another space game. It's very, you know, in the way that you expect and is lovely. Very blue and purple kind of hexagon board with an irregular edge on it. And it says, connect the galaxy one wormhole at a time and keep your passengers moving. Board looks super cool on this. A very spacey kind of board. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at an image on BGG and it looks like there are tiles you put out that I hope are wor wormhole tiles. Yeah. Maybe you can jump around the galaxy. I don't actually know any of this, 
but it looks pretty fun. Right. And that sense of, you know, when you are at a convention, you just kind of, some things you're just going to walk by and catch your eye. Like the colors in this are really vivid. So I think you would kind of walk by and be like, oh, I wonder what's going on over there. But yeah, it looks like it could be, because it's saying that you're keeping passengers moving, I'm wondering if it's like pick up and deliver. Mm. And then with wormholes, that could be, oh yeah, it looks like it is pick up and deliver. So that could be pretty fun. I think sometimes I always want to like the idea of pick up and deliver. I really want to like Maglev Metro. And so far, I do not. Mm. And maybe the wormhole part of it would give kind of just a little uh, a little more variety to it that would hook me. Yeah, and it looks like also it's maybe like a random board generation. If I'm understanding this image at all and taking mm -hmm. a lot of assumptions, yeah. you could, and I think that's fun for like a wormhole idea, right? Like, hey, scramble this up every time and then jump around the galaxy. I like oh, that as a tagline. You're saying like while the game's being played that it moves? No, no, no. But oh, yeah, like okay. from game like, to game. Assuming you're playing chaos. six games in a row. On a Tuesday, yeah. instead of going to work, which I'm not saying is responsible, but you we do just, you. Yeah, we make choices. Yeah, absolutely. Very good art, though. Yeah, yeah. And what do you Next, think? Next, Amigo. Yeah, let's go ahead and do Amigo as well. Well, now there's no images of Yeah, these so. are these are tricky because I think if you actually go to the, if you click through the link, I think these are maybe games that have been released already in other countries but haven't been released here. So the first one is going to be called Froggies for the English edition. I cannot pronounce the possibly German edition. Aaron actually had to step out. So maybe when he comes back, he'll give us a rundown of any of these that are in German, a much better pronunciation than we'd be able to do. The description is frogs chill on lily pads. And I think I feel like not as much like you do about dog lover. I'm not saying I pay a thousand dollars to have it donate to frogs, but like I'm not mad. And now it's a, very much a kids game, five plus. But you know, sometimes five I'm not plus. I'm not mad about Dino uh, Rhino Hero. We got that used and uh, played it the other day, and it was like, well, you know, yes, this is for children, and I, I didn't mind it. So this might be one where also I don't mind it. It's for kids. I I think that's fine. That's fine. It's hard to say. I think yeah. some of those can be fun, uh, but I don't think yeah. I'm gonna buy it. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna buy it. But you know, frogs chilling on lily pads. Seems cool. Now, Don't Llama Dice is the next one. I don't know where the don't is, is coming from because when you click through, it just says Llama Dice. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what's going on here, but Llama already, I think maybe Uno-ish game. I can't quite remember. I think I've played it once. And this is just a dice version. It's um by Reiner Knizia because he's apparently going to show up in every one of these publishers, like every third one. There's just going to be another Knizia game. Um, but you roll the dice to rid yourself of number cards and minus points. So dice rolling push your luck. Pretty uh pretty straightforward there. And it's just a little game. It says $15 MSRP. So I'm just going to roll right into the next one. Magnifix. Where you build Amazing. magnetic structures. I was already looking at. It. I was already <laughs> looking at it because the llamas can't compare to. There's magnets in these pieces, right? right. And then you form shapes. I, I'm on board. I think I'm going to learn something at the right. end of this. We all know what a, a north and south polarization is. Yeah. And maybe have some fun in the process. I'm kind of into it. It's thirty dollars, which is more expensive than the ones we've seen so far. It's still just six plus, so not a a deeply strategic adult game. Uh, playtime is 15 minutes, but I don't have any games with magnets, and maybe this one needs to be my first. 
maybe your last as well. You don't need any more than this game. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. The next one also looks to be a kid's game. This is four plus. In fact, they're bringing a lot of children's games to Gen Con this year. It's called Look in English. It also has a title in another language when you click through it. And there's no description already given. So based on the cards, we have cards that look like, you know, when you give kids a book of like nouns just so they can learn words, the cards look like pictures from a book of nouns. Oh, yeah, it sure does. Okay. Oh, it's it says uh, there is a description, even though it's not a tagline. And it says, look, what's different is the name uh, is the translated original name of the game. And it challenges players to spot differences in a line of five cards after looking away for a moment. Has someone turned the light on in a house? Does the boy have his cap on backwards now? And did that child have a monkey on her head previously? Whoever discovers the differences first keeps the card in question. So very cute kids game. And really my, uh, my niece and nephew have been visiting more often. And they are, they're twins, they're three years old. So it would be kind of fun to have some games to play with them. And, you know, when you're two, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to say that they can really play any board game. Like, that's super young. I know now that, they're, now that they're getting a little older, I think they're a little more ready for the kind of interaction that would happen in a board game. I think it's pretty fun, the idea of after a couple of drinks, when you're like, hey, Gregory, do you know if the hat was backwards or not? I think right. it could also be... Right. Possibly pretty entertaining. Yeah, then it's kind of like, oh man, should you get an Uber home? But actually it's <laughs> called look. And right. if you lose, the answer is yes. You you you're gonna need that Uber. Right. I'll I'll put a pillow on the couch for you. I yeah. You, yeah, it's like so let me just have those keys, thank you. We'll put them in yep, this box. Thank you. <laughs> and when you can win it, you can have your keys back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the final one from Amigo is another English edition of a kid's game. This one is three plus. So again, very young kids to uh, to be playing a board game. And it's called Where is Pluto? Oh, well, it says Where is Mousy? Or Woe is Mousy. Sure, sure. I was, again, not going to pronounce any of them. Um, and it says that this is a kid's card game where a mouse visits her friends, the goose, the cow, the horse, the rabbit, and the pig, and hides with one of them. And you have to guess where Mousy is hanging for the day, and you win the card where you're located. This is not a children's game. You know, before we were talking about kids' games, like, I don't know, I'd probably maybe still have enough fun playing it. Not like I'm going to buy it for myself, but kids' games that are fine, that are still sort of entertaining or sort of fun. This does not sound like that. This does very much sound like... Yeah, you're only playing with this with your three-year-olds. It sounds like peekaboo in a card game. I think that's great. But I don't think that, you know, after the kids go to sleep, you're... With Rhino Hero, you might be like, yeah, let's play Rhino Hero real quick before we, like, clean this all up. I don't think you're going to play Where is Mousy as the kid, after the kids go to sleep. It's a fair point. Now, I do want to bring up that in the latest Mario Party, there is a game where... You all hide behind something, and another player has tried to guess where you are. And I don't know yeah. what the difference is. I know. But I paid $50 for that game, so <laughs> who am I to say anything? I uh, I didn't really think about the Mario Party. The thing about the Mario Party games, they're only like 30 seconds long. And in the. True. Wrapped in this whole bigger other thing. 
So uh, the the real, really, I like Mario Party a lot. The only issue I have with it is that there's not like a fast play option. And I yep. understand that they spent time on the animations, but over all these years, especially if you're playing, I've played it by myself before because I'm trying to unlock things. And that has left like a somewhat horrible taste in my mouth. And that's on me. It's called Mario Party. I was the one messing it up there. But <laughs> I, I think that left a sour taste because I'm like, there should just be a fast play. Like, just tell me the dice. And then I don't need to see what all the AI does. I trust that you've programmed it very well. Just let me take my turn and then a mini game. And then my turn and then a yep. mini game. And that's probably the kind of patience that they're trying to teach in where is Mousy? Like sometimes it's other people's turn. And you have to right. you have to wait. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there maybe there is something for me to learn from that. Well, Christmas is coming up, I guess, in six months, so we'll see what's in your stocking. Well, only thirteen dollars, and I bet it fits in a stocking. <laughs> it does. Thank you so much for listening to episode 53. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We may be committed to this series of episodes without really thinking it through, but we're enjoying seeing so many different games headed to Gen Con. Our leisurely pace will last for another episode before Aaron and I really kick it into gear so we can make it to the end of this list before Gen Con starts. The next episode will be myself and Adam again, talking about games from Board and Dice, Bezier, Artana, and Ares Games. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 52 more episodes headed your way, the next one being our first Gen Con preview episode all about 25th century games. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.